<sighs> so this week's raw a reminder of why i stopped watching this shit <laughs> this was a terrible show um let's go for it i'm just gonna go right through it and get this out of the way as quickly as possible so the uh, first part of the show Ms. morrison and they're in for a Ms. tv I think their guests are meant to be the new day. Randy Orton comes out. He actually cuts quite a good promo here. He's basically saying that Miz has used his network connections to get his tag match. So he's going to stab Orton in the back and then cash in, which makes sense. Orton's shown how he's intelligent. They actually can see through this. Miz then says, oh, no, no, it's, we put the new day in it because we want to get a tag title shot, even though they, they got jobbed out last week as a team clean as a whistle to Drew McIntyre in a handicap match, but still, there you go. But there you have it. Uh, so this segment was okay at this point, and then the new day came out, and then it just all went to shit because the new day, this, this act is so stale. It's not even funny how... This was mildly funny five years ago, like four years ago. I'll even give them that. Hell, even when they were hosting WrestleMania 3, I'll be generous. They were still somewhat funny, but uh, this is just old. It's just not funny. Not no slightest bit entertaining. I mean, who's entertained by this except eight-year-old kids and 40-year-old neckbeards? I mean, come on. Seriously. But, uh, yeah, Drew comes out then. Uh, then Ms. Morrison, hey, help. Orton hit Drew with a belt. Eh. Eh. The segment's just kind of, it's kind of there. It's, eh. And then after this, you've got um, Elias, Jeff Hardy, and Matt Riddle in a last chance triple threat match to qualify for the Survivor Series team. So basically all three of the guys are people who were drafted over from SmackDown a month ago. Brand loyalty, guys. It's, uh, so you have here Elias doing his shtick again. Um... I hate to say this, but Elias is, is borderline ruined now. He really is. This guy could have been something special. I remember two years ago, I was at a show at Leeds. He was a babyface at the time. The, he, the crowd was mega. Um, he was hugely over. He got the best reaction of the night. The crowd were singing along with him. Okay, this is just one uh, one show, of course. This isn't representative of the whole world. but uh, And his act... It doesn't work without the crowd. At least they got around it with a concert a couple of weeks ago. It was really good, but now it's just him talking. He doesn't get to sing anymore. He starts getting... As soon as he's about to sing, he doesn't even get a bit of the song out. He gets interrupted. They've just killed this act. It's a shame as well. And you think he's want to capitalise it when being number one in the soundtrack charts a couple of weeks ago, but nope, can't have that. We can't have crossover stars now, can we? <sighs> anyway... Match itself's fine for what it is. Matt Riddle wins. Guess who takes the pin? <laughs> Elias. There you go, exactly. He's a jobber. You sort of hope maybe it would be a new new Reva life for Elias going to Raw. Nah, he's just a jobber again. Oh, well. Great. And that storyline with him and Jeff Hardy is kind of stupid because it was always common knowledge that Sheamus framed Jeff Hardy. So why is he going after Jeff Hardy? It makes him look really fucking stupid. This, this is just so bad. Uh, anyway... What can you do about it, can you? What can you do? Anyway, not long after this, we have like uh, Shayna Baszler versus Lana. This goes now. We'll get to this in a moment, but uh, Shayna Baszler wins as you would expect. It's a squash match. It's a complete waste of time. Uh, Mandy and Dana are on commentary at this point, but when they try to do the spot, we go where Nia Jax is about to put Lana through the table, Mandy and Dana stop them, so that's fine, it's like, okay, fair enough, at least they did something about it this week, 
you know, maybe they won't do it this week. Haha, but guess what? Guess what's announced? There's a match between Asuka and Nia Jackson later in the night. What do you think happens later in the night? Ah, well, <laughs> yeah, we'll soon find out, won't we? Hmm. Anyway, we come now next to. Oh, yeah, and before this, there's this terrible set. You've got AJ Styles backstage, they're like putting the whole thing, he's the captain or whatever. He's like getting his interview with Charlie, who, oh, Charlie looked amazing tonight. I've got to say, that was, I've seen her Instagram photo, she looks incredible. Check that out. But, you know, uh, and then he's like, oh, yeah, I'm so happy Matt Riddle's in the team, blah, 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 whatever. But then Seamus comes up and says, why did you pick Riddle or something like that? And I'm thinking to myself, he didn't pick him. He just won a triple threat match, so he didn't actually pick him. It's like Seamus doesn't watch the show. Don't fucking believe him. But still. Uh, then after this, the, all the team members came out and started arguing. They said, oh, we'll all have a meeting. If I, oh, no, this is going to be another promo between these two teams, isn't it? This team, isn't it? Oh, God. And then they come out and they do an awful promo in the ring. I've said nice things about Keith Lee. He looks pretty good to me, but when he comes out and he... He does this talking like this. That's going to get really annoying really quickly, I think. So, I don't know. There could be a ceiling with Keith Lee there, to be honest. But they go out and they have this awful promo segment, which was even worse than last week's one. And you go, here's a point. Braun Strowman's now, he, I thought he was meant to be this new evil monster character after going in the swamp. And now he's just the same old boring fuck. Oh, waste of time. Now, of course, they have a tag match. Strowman... And Seamus versus Riddle and Keith Lee. AJ Styles is the referee. Uh, Seamus wins. Uh, sorry, Riddle wins after rolling up Seamus. <sighs> Whatever. It's just, just a, a complete waste of time here. Uh, much better though, as we have this little backstage segment. You've got um, Alexa and Nikki Cross here. Now, apparently, there was meant to be a moment of bliss with Drew McIntyre. But that must have got next, so because they had the Miz TV instead, which set up a, a thrilling six-man tag match later. In the, right? uh, if only they just had three years of moment of bliss and uh, and Firefly Funhouse, and uh, instead of three years of Raw, would have been so much better. But I digress. You got Nikki coming up saying Alexa's in playful mood there. She's uh, and she's really great, really pulling this off brilliantly and then Nikki starts at least I'll say one thing Nikki actually acknowledges for the first time on screen that it was her fault what happened when the Fiend attacked Alexa at least that's the first time that's been acknowledged on WWE TV Nikki's been doing a good job of acknowledging that on social media because I think everyone reminds her as well of that so it's not her fault WWE's creative hasn't allowed her to do that so at least that's happened this time but when she mentions the claw and Alexa does this claw thing it's hilarious Absolutely, it's adorable and hilarious. She was brilliant here. Uh, so, honestly, what a... But, um, and then Nikki then says, oh, oh, you either pick the fiend or me. And then she thinks for a second and thinks she picks him and then just skips off. It's like, yes, thankfully, hopefully this means Bliss Cross Applesauce is no more because I'm telling you, I'm telling you straight, it was the worst period in Alexa's career when she was teamed with Nikki Cross, and even worse than NXT, because at least with NXT, I know she was a jobber, but she was developing, developing her character, getting ready for TV, and that's what it was there for. That she used that brilliantly, but when she teamed with Nikki Cross, her career went backwards. There's no two ways about it. You can't deny that because you can say, "Oh, but the one that tagged out was at WrestleMania." Yeah, okay, but which is fair enough. It wasn't all bad, but you know. 
it was the worst period of her career. She stopped getting promo time. She was barely featured on pay-per-views. Uh, even in the build-up to the Royal Rumble last year, you'd never have known she was a five-time champion in the build-up because she was like stuck in this team. I know, and I know she asked to work with Nikki Welsh after she came out the title picture and things, but it's one of those things. That, you know, people are upset about. Oh, I hope they get back together. I hope Nikki joins the Funhouse. It's like no, just end it. Just have the match. I like Dark Alexa's first match. Her dark character's first match should be against Nikki Cross, and it should be a squash, and that should be the end of it. And then Alexa can go on to bigger and better things. And if, as I said last week, if Nikki Cross is as awesome as wrestling Twitter says she was, then she won't need Alexa. She'll be just fine without Alexa. We'll see. It's one of those things. I hate to be horrible about Nikki Cross. I just don't find her entertaining. She's a lovely person. I really loved her episode of Uncool last week. She was brilliant. Great, great guest. She's a lovely person. I just don't find her entertaining as an entertainer for the most part. I really don't. She's like the anti, the opposite of Hulk Hogan in many ways. Big fan of Hulk Hogan as a performer, but he's a piece of shit as a person. Whereas I really, I don't, even while I don't find Nikki Cross entertaining at all uh, as a performer, I do really like her as a person, if I could put it to you that way. So, but there you have it. I don't know when we'll, eventually we'll get some sort of Alexa Nikki Cross match. I don't know if there's room to put it on Survivor Series or if they'll just, I don't know, put it on the Survivor Series pre-show, I don't know, or do it on a random Raw, possibly next week, who knows, but you know what, it needs to end, and Alexa really does need to squash Nikki and then move on to other things, I still think Alexa would be perfect to build up for the Royal Rumble, as a Royal Rumble winner with this new character, I don't think they'll do it, but you know, we can but hope, we can but hope. Uh, next, anyway, up next we've got uh, Hurt Business come out, yeah, well, it's MVP and Bobby Lashley come out, do a pretty boring promo, gets interrupted by Titus O'Neil because a couple of weeks ago the Hurt Business, Titus wanted to join Hurt Business and they jumped him. Uh, so Titus comes out, challenges them a match. They actually have a quick little match, the match itself is actually not too bad. It's only a couple of minutes, but it's okay while it lasts. Bobby Lashley wins as expected. Uh, I would have said, you know, Titus would have been a good person to have in the Hurt Business. He would be. be Eh, well, you know, you've got Cedric Alexander who's boring, but at least it kind of puts him in there with other better, more charismatic and talented people. So at least if you're going to keep boring Cedric Alexander on the roster, that's one way of having it. Uh, and Hard Business get their tag title shot against New Day next week after they beat them in the title, non-title match last week. Uh, oh, well, fair enough. There you have it. Up next, Asuka versus Nia Jax. Now, this match itself isn't bad. This actually isn't a bad match. This is probably maybe the best match of the night, I would say. But we come to and then the finish happens, it's what it's a, she's about to ask is about to get the ask a lock in. Shana comes in. It's a big smalls, it's a disqualification. And then guess what happens? Well, the raw team start all they're all at ringside and they all start brawling with each other and then lo and behold Naya puts Lana through a table again. Uh, and now you're even seeing people like Paige and Renee Young are now tweeting about this as well. They don't, there's, there's something badly wrong here. And at the end of the day, I know there's there was some dirt sheet reports apparently saying, that, oh, this is leading to a big push for Lana. No, it's not. It's not. Because what's happened is here, those reports are probably people that have leaked to dirt sheets. 
saying, oh, by the way, we're doing this because we're going to push Lana. And then the stupid gullible people believe it and they start reporting it and then say, oh, she's not getting punished. It's because she's getting a push. Just wait and see. And then when the push doesn't happen, they'll turn around and say, plans change. Uh, honestly, there's no way this is leading to some big push for Lana. No fucking way. I cannot see this. This is just pure pettiness. Uh, well, but then you could make that argument, at least she's on TV every week. That is true. I mean, you've got some really good talents like Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans doing nothing. Apparently, the Lacey Evans was doing stuff for the veterans. There were, I know, some little advert. And to be honest, she'd be absolutely perfect for this time of year as a babyface doing that because of her background. But of course, they had to turn her heel in a karaoke competition a few months ago because they're fucking stupid. But there you go. But anyway. Nia Jax, this is just a waste of time, this whole thing. It's not entertaining, it's pointless, and it's, and it's also really lazy because you've got the Raw men's team don't get along. Oh look, the Raw women's team don't get along. It's copy and paste writing, and it's lazy, it's not entertaining, it's shit. Anyway, we've also got a 24-7 title match here. Yes, that's still a thing. Artruth gets interviewed before it by uh, Sarah Schneider, uh, again speaking on Instagram photos, check her Instagram photos, she look great, Sarah and Charlie, they've got the, they've got the best, the best back interviewers on Raw most definitely, but still, does his shtick, quite funny talking about a clip, not having a clip on timing, not hitting a guy with a clip on time, you know, our truth's funny, he, he takes this really childish shtick and does it well, he makes it so much better than it should be, but it's, it's not really funny in itself, but he makes it better with his line delivery and things. They go out and have this match in which it's basically just, I think it's seven people, a load of jobbers in the ring, and it's what, a time limit or whatever, and they're all rolling each other up, and the title keeps changing hands, but Artruth ends up winning it. This is a waste of fucking time. The joke's worn thin with the 24-7 title. Artruth does all he can to basically make this better, but at the end of the day, joke's worn thin. Anyway, after this, Ricochet versus Mustafa Ali. This show just keeps getting worse. Oh, God, who gives a fuck about this match? This is most definitely a main event level match. Yes, as in, it should be on fucking main event, not Ali sending tweets saying, eh, 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 why do we be on main event? Because you're fucking jobbers, that's why. This match was boring. I'll say one thing, Ricochet doesn't seem like a moaner. I'll say one thing, he's a, he's a boring jobber, but he doesn't come across as an SGW moaner or anything. I remember him actually acknowledging somebody jokingly that said that he can't act, and then he actually said, yeah, that's true. Look <laughs> So, yeah, fair enough. Fair play to Ricochet. Nothing personal. Mustafa Ali seems like a whining bitch in real life, and he's a shit performer, so boo him. Uh, he wins by tap out. No one cares. I was fast forwarding through most of this match. It was the drizzling shits. Uh, before the main event, that baldy jobber guy, Adam Pierce, comes up and tells Randy Orton that there's, he's defending the WWE title against Drew next week. Uh, and then Orton does a good bit when he like pushes him against the wall with his intensity so why is this Adam Pierce guy on TV he's got no personality whatsoever and here's another thing with like, these Raw and Smackdown things at least in the past you've had the GMs on both sides so you could have a little rivalry then like a couple of years three years ago you had Kurt and Shane big name GMs against each other Kurt Angle and Shane McMahon now there's no GMs you can't do anything with it. so it's just a waste of time this whole Raw versus Smackdown thing for it's just out of date, antiquated, like most things in the wrestling bubble nowadays, unfortunately. It is what it is. So we come to the main event. It's uh, Randy 
Mezzan Morrison versus Drew and the New Day six-man tag match. The match itself is actually fine. Good bit near the end when he's, uh, Drew's trying to get Randy a tag in, and he's just because he wants he's like he's a preview for next week. Randy's just like nah, fuck this, walks off. But then uh, Drew does the Glasgow kiss in midair at uh, Morrison when he's jumping off a rope. Then the claymore. Here's the problem. I hate this, but he starts doing the stupid one, two, three for the claymore, and you have clearly piped in ch- chance in this point. It is so clear as day. It's just amateur hour when you hear that happen. It's like so c- c- cheesy, but whatever. Drew wins as expected. We've got the match next week. Would they really take the belt off Orton this quickly? I don't know. I mean. Here's the thing, so much for Hell in a Cell being the big blow-off to feuds. You've got Sasha and Bailey winning Hell in a Cell. They had a rematch on SmackDown a week later, um, or two weeks later. Drew and Randy winning Hell in a Cell three weeks later. They're going to have a rematch. What's the point in Hell in a Cell now? What is the point? It's just been bastardised, as I've said. But there you go. Uh, Raw versus uh, Randy versus Drew next week, WWE title. See what happens. It's not impossible Drew could win because a few years back AJ Styles beat Jinder Mahal a couple of weeks out from Survivor Series, so they changed the match. A couple of years ago, right before the week, a few days before Survivor Series, Daniel Bryan beat AJ Styles and then to win the WWE title. So it has happened. It has happened before in the team. So I don't know. I don't know if they'd want to do Drew versus Roman yet. Yeah, I think the commentary team were saying, "Oh, imagine if that happened. Who would go? What would what would it be like?" And blah blah blah. As if they'd never seen it before. I mean, it happened like twice last year on WrestleMania 35 and at Stomping Grounds. So you know, can't have been that memorable if you can't even remember it. If you, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But you know, Roman versus Randy is the only match that's remotely interesting to me for Survivor Series and the Undertaker farewell. But I'll tell you what, I don't have the network at the moment, so I've been looking at this saying, give me a reason to, to put the network on to watch Survivor Series. I'm sorry, I'm getting no. I have got nothing from this. Nothing was advanced at all this week. There was nothing to build for Survivor Series. This was just a waste of time. Only bright spots were really Orton's promo work uh, and uh, Alexa's little backstage segment with Nikki Cross. Alexa was great in this segment. Other than that, this show was the drizzling shit. Complete garbage. Uh, there's no effort put into these shows. It's just some of them that I've reviewed since I started reviewing them have been watchable. They've been okay. This was crap. And I got through it. I was fast forwarding a lot through it. I got through it in an hour and 10 minutes and even that was a drag. I can only imagine what it's like watching this live for the free, for the full three hours and you're not even able to fast forward the ads let alone the let alone the, the boring matches that are on it. So there you have it. That's this week's Raw. A complete piece of shit. However, the next review I'll be doing, I'll do one later today on the opposite side of the things. I wasn't sure I would do it today or tomorrow, but I'll do it today so we can get a positive review today. Today, Survivor Series 1998. Look for that review later today. Thank you very much for listening, if you have through all this, and uh, goodbye. <laughs>